Welcome to another episode of the Summary Podcast. I'm Dave Melvin, the Director of Training here at Summary, and today I'm going to chat a little bit about our Mac Forensics training. We're also going to spotlight a Mac OS artifact, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the upcoming IASIS training event in Orlando, Florida. As you probably know, we have two Mac Forensics training courses that we offer, our Best Practices in Mac Forensics and our Advanced Practices in Mac Forensics. Both of those courses are offered both in-person by our fantastic instructors and also online. In fact, uh, just this morning at about 3.30 a.m. my time, we finished up a week-long Advanced Practices in Mac Forensics, which was an online course presented in the Central European Time Zone. It was a great class, and we actually had students from all over the world to obviously include Europe, but also Asia and here in the United States. I'm currently getting the schedule for our online courses set for the rest of the year, and those should be listed on our website uh, within the next couple of weeks. We'll continue to have our European courses, but we're also adding some courses for Asia, as well as here in the United States. So you'll be able to attend our training either in person or online. We are also working on getting our courses ready for on-demand presentation. Steve and I have been working on getting the material ready for on-demand delivery, and we're looking at having the courses recorded this summer and ready for release in the fall. We are also looking at adding a third Mac Forensics course to our training catalog, and that will be a Mac Incident Response course. We've already got the outline put together for the course and we're starting to work on it. We have a couple of great developers who are part of our team who are will be working towards getting that put together and ready for presentation, hopefully by the end of the year. And the final thing I want to talk about for training is that we are in the final recording phase for our Recon ITR on-demand training course. Chris Grettenberger, who is our senior software manager here at Samuri, is finishing up the project and we should have that online by mid-March. Also in the works is our Recon Lab on-demand training course. Uh, that particular course is in its final phase content review, and the recording of it should begin uh, in the middle of to late March. And we hope to have that ready online for you by the beginning of April at the latest. I quickly just want to talk a little bit about the IASIS training event that's going to occur from April 24th to May 5th of this year in Orlando, Florida. IASIS, or the International Association of Computer Investigative Specialists, is an all-volunteer organization that provides low-cost, high-quality digital forensics training to the DFIR community. Now, IASIS members do the research, the development, and the presentation of the training on a variety of subjects that are relevant to the digital forensics and incident response community. Uh, or originally, the ISIS was found to help train law enforcement digital forensics, but it has progressed further and is now open to anyone who works in the field or has an interest in digital forensics. So at their training event, IASIS offers both one-week and two-week courses, as well as a couple of uh, two- and three-day courses. Their basic computer forensic examiner course is a two-week-long uh, course that begins with the basics of digital forensics and quickly moves into the more technical theories, terms, and techniques uh, that are needed to perform examinations in today's DFIR world. The BCFE is the cornerstone course and is the preparation for the Certified Forensic Computer Examiner Certification process. Really, you can't beat this class for what it offers in instruction, mentoring, and the take-home equipment. Each student that attends uh, the BCFE gets a laptop and other hardware to take home after the completion of the course. All of this is for under $3,800. You can't beat the price, and the quality is unmatched. 
by attending the BCFE, the students who are who complete it are eligible to attempt the CFC process at no additional charge. Now, some of the other courses that IASIS offers at its training event are the Cyber Forensic Incident Response course, the Open Source Intelligence course, the Windows Forensic Examiner course, uh, mobile device forensics, and both the, the Windows Forensics Examiner and the mobile device forensics has a certification process that is also associated with those classes. ISIS also offers uh, training courses from Spider Forensics, Detego, Nuix, as well as other training vendors. We at Samuri have been associated with IASIS um, in teaching our Mac Forensics courses since 2007. And that was the first time that Steve, uh, along with myself and Reggie Chapman, taught the Mac Forensics course as a specialized course. We have been teaching both the MFC 101 course and MFC 201 course for quite a number of years uh, at the IASIS training event. And again, we will be there this, uh, this year, as always. Our uh, 101 course is currently sold out, but there is a waiting list. Um, and then our uh, MFC 201 course has a few seats left. So if you're interested, please uh, go to the website, iasis.com, and check out their training page. If you know you don't want to take the summary courses, which I really don't understand why you wouldn't want to, there are a number of other great courses that you can take at just an incredible uh, price. It's just that IASIS is out to help the, the DFIR community, and uh, they do that by trying to provide the best possible training at the best cost that they can possibly provide. Mac OS Artifact of the Month. Yes, that's right. It's time for the Mac OS Artifact of the Month, and this month we are going to talk about Transparency, Consent, and Control, or TCC. TCC is that function within the Mac OS that controls applications' access to certain features such as location services, the microphone, the camera, or even full disk access. Whenever you install an application that needs to have, have access to other areas in the Mac OS, it is going to ask you to go to the security and privacy area of the system settings and grant permissions for those areas, services, or items that that application needs in order to function correctly. TCC tracks and maintains all of this information in a SQLite database file that is called the tcc.db file. Each user on the Mac will have their own tcc.db file, and it's located in the user's library, application support, column.apple.tcc folder. The tcc.db file is where all the access statuses for the different applications is maintained, and within that DB file are three specific areas that hold information uh, for us, which is of interest. The first is the access table. This is the actual table where all of the information is recorded within the database. And within the access table, there are three columns that we are interested in. The service column, the client column, and the auth value column, or the authentication value column. The service column has the area or service that the application is requesting access to, and will hold entries such as microphone, downloads folder, desktop, address book, and others. The client column holds the names of the applications that need permissions assigned to them. You will see uh, entries such as terminal, zoom, BB edit, text edit, and normally any other application that you've installed or an application that needs access to a specific service. Auth value column shows if the request has been granted or not. 
Now, there are four different authentication values in the auth column that you might see, but normally there are only two that are prevalent. But the four that are available are denied or zero, unknown or one, allowed or two, and limited or three. So normally we're going to see denied or allowed, zero or two in that auth value column. Now, the, the unknown and the limited authentication values don't have a lot of information available on them. I'm still trying to research those and find out exactly how they would be assigned a request for permissions or, or authentication to a certain area within the Mac OS. Now, what I suggest that you do is go ahead and test how the tc.db file works by going into the security and privacy area of system settings as they call it now in Ventura, and change a few of the access permissions on the applications to see what happens. So let, as an example, if you have Zoom installed, turn on and off the access to the mic. Once you do that, go into the DB file each time and see what has changed. Has it changed to from a zero to a one or from a one to a zero? Can you verify and validate that it, that is exactly what is, what is happening um, when you change those? Remember, the more research and testing you do on the Mac OS, the better Mac forensicator you're going to become. Honestly, if you want to become a better examiner in relationship to the Mac OS, you really need just to take the time to start doing deep dives into your user folder and into the system folder and library folders and start looking at the different files that are there, whether it be a plist or a SQLite database and see what the different applications and the native Mac applications are storing in regards to the data, such as most recently used, uh, Wi-Fi networks, deleted users. You know, the more you learn, the more you research, the better you're going to become, better you're going to be able to do your job when you get a Mac into the lab. And that's it for this episode. If you have any questions about our training, about our recon software, or about our Tolino computers, please don't hesitate in reaching out and contacting us at hello at summary.com. If it's a training-related question, if you're interested in hosting or want to know more information about our courses, you can reach out to me at training at summary.com. So with that, I'm going to call it an end of a show and hope you all have a great week and stay safe.